Ishan's up uh, about 20K, so having a good afternoon. Catching some cars and playing well, a good combination. Fred raises to 200. Kendall snap three bets to 600 with the pocket queens. Call from Justin with a suited ace. That's going to invite Ryan into the pot going set line. Sandwich bet, Rick. What do you want? Queens or eights? I'll Quick. go with eights. The snowman. Yeah, I think you're drawing bet here. I think I'm about to make this one. Why? Did you did you see eights out there? No. I'm just, I just, I see a queen of hearts in my future. That's what I see. <laughs> queen of hearts right in the middle of the flop, you know, a sandwich of the queen of hearts, perhaps. We are playing 25, 50, 100 at the lodge. Under the gun, Fred Flintstone raises to $200 before looking at his cards, which is kind of like an additional straddle. But if everyone just calls 200, he does not get to re-raise. So it's worse than a straddle. Fine. Kendall opts to three bet with pocket queens to $600, which again, this is not really a three bet. This is more like a regular raise. Now over to Justin with a seven of diamonds. If you look at this three bet to $600, you may think, why would you call a three bet with a seven of diamonds with a lot of players he attacks? But this is essentially a regular raise. So would you call a regular raise, an initial raise with a seven of diamonds? And you certainly would. So Justin has an easy call in the hijack with a seven of diamonds. Over round to Ryan on the button with pocket eights, another easy call. Over to Fred Flintstone in the blind raise. He has to put in $400 more with King Jack offsuit. Look, I realize no one at the lodge is gonna fold the King Jack offsuit here, but I would say that it's probably not that bad to fold in this spot because when there is an early position raise and a hijack call and a button call, your King Jack is gonna be dominated hard one way or the other and maybe every which way. So it's nitty. It feels bad to fold the king jack. We have to realize you have to be really cautious out of position multi-way, especially with hands that make one pair without the nut kicker. So whatever. Some players let this go. Fred Flintstone absolutely does not. Let's go to the flop. Four ways to a flop. Miranda. Nine-nine tray. Diamond draw for Justin. Well, the Queens You're still <laughs> way in the lead. Because you're number eight. Uh, no, there is nine. Oh, no, there is nine. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot what nine I did. It's usually eight. Okay. Usually. <laughs> Kevin D., I, I do tend to pick the lower pair. I'll mix it up every now and then. 12.50, it looks like, is the bet from Justin. Sneaky check from Kendall. She's obviously never folding here. Puts the eights in a tough spot, closing out the action. So, what's Ryan gonna do here? It's gonna be interesting to see if Ryan ends up flatting what Kendall will do. He lets it go. Will Kendall just click the call button or will she fire in a check raise? Unlikely that Justin has a nine in this range here, but she's just gonna call it seems, carving out the calling chips. The flop comes nine, nine, three, two diamonds. Ryan on the button has an underpair. Kendall, the initial raiser, has an overpair with a diamond. And Justin has the ace high flush draw. Fred Flintstone checks is nothing. Kendall with pocket queens checks. You may be shocked to see pocket queens checking here because it's probably good. But you have to realize when there are two cards on the board that are a pair and 
those, well, that card should be in your opponent's ranges. And most people do play a lot of hands containing a nine. This is a spot where you're going to want to do a ton of checking with overpairs. Because if you bet and get raised, or if you bet and even get called, it's not great. You could easily just be demolished. So even though Kendall's hand is normally strong, an overpair, you have to realize that she could easily be crushed by any of her opponents who will randomly have all sorts of nines in their range. So you need to check in this spot multi-way as she does, which is great. Over to Justin. He bets with his flush draw for a small amount. Well, half pot. He goes half pot. Ryan makes a good fold with pocket eights. I think a lot of people splash around too often here, but this is kind of like Fred Flintstone's pre-flop King Jack, where, you know, it's okay, but you can just easily be drawing to two outs. And whenever you're not drawing to two outs, usually your opponent's drawing to a whole lot of outs. So this is a spot where pocket eights just has to fold. Good fold there. Over round to Kendall. She could check raise. She could check call. Depending on how insane she thinks Justin is, raising may be viable. But I think calling is certainly standard given Justin could easily have a nine. She calls. Let's go to the turn. Ladies. There's the diamond. And Justin binks the nut flush. Snap check again from Kendall. What is Justin going to make it? 27.5 effective. Goes for 37. Wow. Three quarter size bet. Queen of diamonds for Kendall. Probably going to keep her along for a river card. She is eyeing up. Justin Stack, perhaps trying to get a read. Justin not giving her anything. And yes, indeed, Kendall comes along, makes the call. The turn is the Ace of Diamonds, giving Justin the Ace High Flush. Kendall checks, as she should do with everything in this scenario. Justin goes for a 3,700 bet into the 5,100 pot. He has about $24,000 remaining. What should Kendall do? Well, she does have the Queen of Diamonds in her hand, so she should absolutely not fold. This is a pretty rough spot, though, because even though you know you can't fold, you also know that you're in a pretty bad spot, and you're probably going to be stuck paying off on a lot of rivers with this particular hand, because when you have the Queen of Diamonds, it makes it way less likely your opponent has a flush, because you block Ace-Queen, Ace, or Ace-Queen, King-Queen, Queen-Jack, Queen-10, Queen-8, all of which may have called the preflop raise, right? So, this is a spot where she's kind of stuck. She has to call and see what happens on the river. Oh my God! The queen of hearts. How many times? And look at her, she snap checks it again. The queen of hearts, somehow, some way, queen's full. How is it? It's always the queen skull, Mike. Always the queen on the river. Kendall will be officially calling a real estate agent after this one. Who runs better than Kendall? Justin carving out chips, about to value own himself, gonna put in some money, then is gonna be sick to his stomach when he hears the all-in words coming from Kendall. These queens, pretty well disguised. Queen's full. Row, row, row your boat. Painfully down that river if you are in 
Justin's shoes. Justin only with 17K behind. Let's go to Hollywood. She's from North Cal. We're going a little bit south. We're in Hollywood right now. Double checks the cards. It's still Queensful. The river is a disaster for Justin. It's the Queen of Hearts. Kendall improves to the Super Nuts. So many people in this scenario lead in Kendall's shoes, but that would be an absolute blunder. This is a spot where Kendall's range probably does not have a whole lot of nines and it probably doesn't have a whole lot of flushes, whereas Justin's does. So this is a spot where you definitely want to check to give your opponent every possible opportunity to bluff with whatever bluffs they have. And you may say, my opponents don't have any bluffs. Well, if they don't have any bluffs, they're still going to value bet with a flush every time and nines a large chunk of the time. So you must check in Kendall's shoes. The pot's 12,500. Justin opts to go for a roughly half pot bet. I think he should probably just bet bigger in this spot. Maybe he thinks that Kendall in particular is going to fold if he bets more like three-fourths pot. But I think Kendall's range looks a lot like a hand like aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens at this point. And I don't think those are going to fold for 9,000. But if you think your particular opponent will fold for 9,000, then maybe this half pot bet makes more sense. Kendall's not going to fold. She's not going to call. I hope she's not going to call. Let's see how this plays out. It's going to be a jam. It's going to be an all-you-can-eat. Can Justin somehow get away? I think Justin maybe finds the fold. I think he could find the fold. All in. Justin winces in pain. That was a snap wince. After a lot of deliberation, Kendall rips it all in. I love going all in here. It's the only option. Now, is Justin stuck, or can he find the hero fold with the ace-high flush? Now the nervous smile and grin. And now he has a huge hand. Justin reaching for a drink. Rightfully so. He's on an island right now. Looking to phone, phone just, a friend. Just Justin and his thermos. 64.6. I think it's a good... A good jam from Kendall. Chad saying the size is too large. No. Just stuff it. Yeah. He only has 17 behind. Exactly. No, the jam no, totally no, reasonable. She didn't play this hand like she's got pocket queens, really. So perhaps you feel like you're up against threes full, deuces full. Maybe like a king high flush with a king queen of diamonds perhaps might somehow, some way lose their mind here. Unlikely. Look at Kendall just talking about a previous hand from... Ooh, Kendall. That was, I don't think that was the best thing to do for Kendall. What do you think about that? I don't I don't think that she should have started a conversation with other people while Justin was making it was thinking about it. After a lot of thought, Justin somehow makes a very, very, very top level fold with the ace high flush. The question I have for you is do you think that Kendall's table talk 
swayed Justin into folding? Take a second, think about it. Let me know in the comment section below. And also, when you are in Kendall's shoes, what do you do? Do you just sit there and stay quiet and do nothing? Do you frame weakness somehow? Do you talk to your opponents and the other people at the table? Or do you have some other trick? Take a second and let me know down there in the comment section. Go do it. I'm going to read them all. I think Kendall actually did a few things that would make most strong players think that she is heavily tilted towards value here. First, on the river, she checked. Justin Bat. Kendall thought for a little bit. Looked back at her cards. When someone looks back at their cards on the river, it's almost always because they cannot believe they have the super nuts. And I want to make it clear, maybe this is all just random stuff that Kendall happened to do. I'm just observing this situation, discussing it so that we can all learn and improve together. When people look back at their cards, it's very rarely with the idea to see, all right, I'm going to look at my cards and see if I have a good hand to bluff all in with. They don't do that. They usually do that with the nuts because they can't believe they actually have the queens here. Okay, fine. Next. She took a long time before raising. Most people, when they go for bluff raises on rivers, they do not want their opponent sitting there staring at them for three minutes, however long it was, before they put in the raise. Because that just lets you sit there under an immense amount of pressure. When you have the nuts, you don't really care. But when you are bluffing, usually people bluff a little bit faster. Okay? Fine. After she put in the money, I thought she was doing a good job of being pretty stoic. But then she decided to start talking to people at the table. Almost no one, when they are running a giant bluff, is just going to break their poker face and start chatting with the other players at the table nicely and casually. That's something that most people cannot do. Funny enough, you, I, I know you all typed your tricks in the comment section below. That's one of my favorite tricks. I love running a big bluff, and then after like 30 seconds of being stoic, getting bored of it, and then just like turning around and eating my food or talking to the player next to me about whatever they're talking about or whatever they're doing. That gets folded so often. Don't tell anyone this, though. It's a secret. So anyway, Kendall did all that. I think most people are going to put those three things together as, oh my gosh, this is obviously strong. And if it's obviously strong, the next question becomes, will she overvalue a king high flush or a weaker flush? And I think the answer to that is absolutely not. So given all of that, I think this is just the fold with the a7 suited. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. But sometimes you're beat and you got to let it go. And good job to Justin for letting it go this time. That's me for today. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did, click the like and subscribe button down below. Please go do it. Also, if you want to learn more about tells, I have a video lined up for you next where Alex Fitzgerald is going to be going through lots of secrets pertaining to live tells that he uses to crush his opponents. Check it out. Good luck. Have fun. And I'll talk to all of you next time.